Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. How are you guys? I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday or whatever day you're watching or listening. Um... I appreciate you for listening to the podcast and supporting it. It's a little podcast that keeps going. Thanks to you guys listening and uh, patron, my patrons. If you go, if you don't know what a patron is, um, they're folks who support the podcast by giving back and you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash inside of you, become a patron. I'll send you a message. And uh, there's a lot of perks and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's like a big community now. A lot of People have become friends and family, and it really supports the podcast and keeps this sucker going. So if you like the what you're listening to, appreciate it if you did that. Um, also, you can go to my link tree on Instagram at the Michael Rosenbaum on Instagram and go to the link tree, and you can see Cameo, and I'm on Cameo, and the what conventions I'm doing, and anything else I'm doing, music, my band Sunspin. You go to sunspin.com. There's merch there. You can get Zooms. You can go to talkvillepodcast.com and get Zooms with me and Welling. You can go there and buy some cool merch. And the Inside You Online store has a bunch of cool stuff like uh, Lexmas scripts signed and ship keys and tumblers and a lot of pictures, autographed pictures, so you know they're coming from me. Cool stuff. Um, very exciting. And I also want to give a shout out to Spooky Empire in Orlando. I had an absolute blast. Peter, thank you for having me um it was just a great time being at a horror convention ryan with you know like robert england freddy krueger and heather lane camp and nightmare elm other nightmare on elm street people and the lost boys my friend jason patrick Kiefer sutherland was there nick frost who we love he was there um it was a great time great time so thank you for that great weekend i'm gonna go there next year whether they invite me or not i'll just go and shop i, I bought so much stuff uh it was so much fun it's uh they do it around halloween every year so you guys got to go to that um what else what else the animal rescue mission if you want to donate they're amazing my friend shira animalrescuemission.org uh, homeless situation foodonfoot.org um, ronald mcdonald house helping families while their children are going through major surgeries or dealing with a lot um, these are places that i give back to and i appreciate and uh yeah you know, it's funny as we have a big guest potentially coming on. It sounds like it, and Ryan might not be here. I can't tell you the guests in case they cancel, but it's like the biggest guest we ever have, and Ryan is going to try and work it out. Well, yeah. Oh, you can't miss that one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, great show for you today. I mean, it is a it's a good one. It's John Glover. I mean, he was my dad on Smallville. You can't beat that. It's so much fun talking to him. I'll tell you. It was serious. It was funny. It was, um, it just was, uh, I learned a lot, a lot more than I thought. John's been on before, but this one, you know, made me tear up a little and um, very honest and raw. Uh, I think he felt like it was therapy at times. And I hope you guys feel the same way. Um, what are our handles so people can follow us? Well, they're at Inside of You Pod on Twitter and at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can watch on YouTube if you want. But mm -hmm. subscribe, write a review on Apple. It really helps the show. And spread the word. Uh, without further ado, let's just get into it. Let's get inside of my father, 
<laughs> John Glover. <laughs> it's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. All right, we're here with uh, Mr. Glover. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, what's, what's kind of funny is, I, I'm going to speak for Ryan, but Ryan here doesn't have a microphone today because we didn't set it up. But uh, so don't talk to him and ask him questions. You could talk to him, but he just can't answer. But Ryan uh, has been watching Smallville for the first time on our Talkville podcast. So he's a little, uh, would you say you're a little excited? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's cool to he, see you in person. Yeah. Yeah. After what we're three and a half, well, two and a half seasons in. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, three and a half. Two and a half because we're happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're almost done with Anyway, we're watching, you know, we watch Talk Phil and, and most of these episodes I never saw. I so didn't I, watch him. You never saw them? I didn't watch the show. <laughs> you never you never once saw yourself on Smallville. I, I did in the beginning and then I stopped watching. Why was that? Because uh, I didn't want to uh, I just felt I would be diff I would be better if I if I wasn't aware of that I didn't want to look that way or this way or whatever way. You were self-conscious. You didn't yeah, want to. I didn't to... want to be self-conscious about it when I was working. That I, you know. Do you do that a lot? Have you done that with a lot of your work where? In the beginning, I used to look at me, myself all the time and love to. And then uh, and then as I get older, I, I stopped. Why is that? I don't know. Cause maybe because I'm older. <laughs> you don't, do you, I was going to talk to you about that because, look, you're not old. You're very youthful. You move around like you're still. How old do you feel, by the way? Because you're 79? Yeah. How, how old do you feel? 11. <laughs> you feel young. Adam looks at me and he says, you're 11. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, 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 I still feel like I was when I felt I was in my 20s. Really? Yeah. So you still have that, do you wake up? Does it take you longer to wake up? Because for me, with my back, it takes me a while to wake up. I'm kind of like out of it. Do you wake up early or you have a early. thirst for life? I, I, yeah. You wait what time? Well, this morning I got up at five. Why? Well, I, well, because I thought it was six, but I was up. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you do for all those extra hours? Well, I get the papers. Okay. And the the woman across the street from us, uh, Bev, uh, she's, you know, so I get her paper and go put it over up on her, uh, right? She has a sort of a, a thing right up on her outside her front door. Right. And I just put it so she doesn't have to bend over. Is she older? Pick, yeah. She, so I get... I get her older. First, I, I heard- Get her paper. Yeah, I get her paper and put it up on her thing. And then I came and, and come and get our New York Times. She gets the LA Times. Right. We get the New York Times. And then, and Adam maybe gets up at seven or eight usually. Right. And so- So, so I have that time to read the paper. And, and you do this every morning. You wake up, you get her, Bev's paper, you get your paper, you have coffee, you get going. Right. Do you feel like, you know, I always feel like if I wait, the later I wake up, the less time I have to deal with myself, that I have not as much time to fill the day. So if I wake up at, I still wake up early. I wake up at eight. Uh -huh. But, you know, there's a lot of hours in the day to do things. 
So, you know, do you, is, are things different now that you you feel like you're older? Like you don't feel like there's enough to do. You're not doing enough that you feel bored or you're always keeping yourself busy. Well, see when I'm not, well, I don't know what the busy doing what. I mean, I knit scarves all the time. You do. You've all, always done that. Well, not always. Well, on, but, uh, yeah. On Smallville, but, you used to knit scarves and things. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it, so I'm making things. But but still, I mean, if I'm not working, I don't have a job. Uh, you know, I'm much more comfortable being the characters I play than I am being me. So it's because I, I, I I'm not I, I'm not me. It, it's I, so it's freer. I can do things that I wouldn't so, do for me. Right. So do you feel like you're? Uh... But I'm learning how to be comfortable with you more now. You, you're forced to be more comfortable with, especially with the strike now. Are you? Are, are, is that? I, you know, I don't know. I, I I haven't worked in a while. No one has. Yeah, but I keep thinking it's something that's wrong with me. Well, you, you, you can't work because there's no there's no work to be had. And I and I have a fear now because my mind isn't is uh, as sharp as sharp as it was because I I I don't even remember having to sit down and learn lines. I I mean I would read you know I could I could read a speech and pretty much get it. So uh, I I mean it just they came in my head that doesn't happen anymore. How so, so you have to go over your lines a lot more. Well, but I'm. Well, but I have. I mean, do you have to go over them significantly more than you? Well, I I don't remember because I don't. I mean, this is only recently. How recent? Maybe a year or so that I've just. But I. But I haven't. I don't remember. I don't even remember what the last time I worked was. Well, you did The Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you had a lot of lines in that. Oh yeah, I and you managed to do it. Oh yeah, I did that. Yeah. So I guess that was the last one. And that wasn't that long ago. Was it? Wasn't it a year or two? Yeah. Well, that a year is a long time. I mean, that's a lot. But it sounds to me like you have the same kind of thing uh, as I have is is it's not always comfortable being, you know, you're used to playing a character, doing things. And when you don't, you're, you're brought to, you're in a situation where, okay, now I'm with myself for long periods of time. Yeah. And that kind of fucks with you. And the, and the day is boring. It's like, okay, how many scarves can I knit? Mm-hmm. So th- there's a point where I have to stop. And then what do I do every day? I mean, I do my hike in the morning. Adam and I go walk around the top of the mountain to start the day. And then I think, what the fuck am I going to do today? What I did yesterday. or Yeah, so it, it gets kind of mundane. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I think you're not alone. I think a lot of times you're probably in your head, you're thinking, what am I doing? What am I, what am I, I'm not working. I can't, you know, but I think everybody feels that way. What do I do with myself? That's why, you know, people usually have kids. They have to tend to their kids. They have $10. You don't have children. You have your partner, Adam. Mm -hmm. You have a life. You can go out to dinner when you want. You can travel when you want. Mm. You can do all these things. But it sounds to me like your whole life, and it's obvious, you've been acting since how old? Um. (laughs) Teenager? Yeah. Yeah, it started in high school and then college. And then I moved to New York when I got out of college, and I started working almost right away. It was when all the regional theaters were starting around yeah. the country, you know. So I learned in front of audiences because I was too chicken to take a class because I, I thought that, that the other actors were probably going to be better than me, and <laughs> I wouldn't be. Well, we all go through that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know... You started doing all this theater. You started doing all these things. I think your whole life, my point is, 
your whole life you've been acting. And also, I have also realized that, you know, for a long period of time, even today, I need validation. I need like, I'm on a set, great job. You see it, people like you, people. And when you're not doing something, when you can't get that away from work, where do you get the validation? Mm-hmm. And do you think that's part of it? Do you think you miss that validation? Do you, I guess the camaraderie and all the other things that, you know, uh, take place on a set. But do, do you feel like you like to be validated? Yeah, that's what I do. I act. I be other people. <laughs> you be other people. <laughs> I be other people. I create other people. And you do a yeah. great job of it, obviously. Thank you. <laughs> do you want to do this till the day you die? Do you yeah. want to act as long as possible? Yeah, I'd like to say, oh, I, I saw John Glover on stage when he died. <laughs> I'll die on stage. Really? Yeah. That's You want to work to the last minute? Yeah. Why? Why? Because that's what I do. That's what gets me off. Well, <laughs> there are other things. Yeah, but that's the best thing. When I'm doing somebody, I'm being somebody else. It's freeing. Really? That's, that's how you, your excitement is... Being someone else is is yeah you, how you thrive yeah pretending to be someone else is yeah. it is it do you, do you love yourself I know that's a really weird question but do, I mean do you like yourself Can you look in the mirror and go you know John I think you're a good guy I love you Sometimes I like myself so sometimes I don't What I, don't you like about yourself uh, uh, Less I see I grew up less than because I was different than the other little boys I you know. My dad, my dad was so athletic, and he taught me how to hit a ball and throw a ball and do a football and throw a football. Right. And, I, and he taught me well, but I wasn't interested in it. Mm -mm. So, so I, you know, what I, I was made fun of a lot when I was in school because I, you know, because you felt you were different. People thought you were different. Yeah, less than, and that, and that gave me this feeling of being less than. So, but I found. I remember in high school, I, I we were doing the importance of being earnest. I think that was the play with June Allen Kitzmiller. Right. Yeah. June Allen Kitzmiller. June Allen Kitzmiller. She was a good, good actor too, but um, and she could sing. I sing off key, so I can't do musicals, <laughs> but I love musicals. I do too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it. it uh, but you did that. But, you, but you, I remember we had a, a, a like a. In the cafeteria, there was a uh, where where we did the play. The whole school came. You did a play in a cafeteria. Yeah. Well, they, we didn't have a stage, so in the they cafeteria the room, out. they put yeah, they took the right. tables out and set a platform up, and they did it there. And there was a, a an assembly where we sort of did a preview of it. And so I was sort of you know with English accent and everything, and I was doing the thing, and people started laughing at me. And it felt I, I, I had control of, of, of all these people that, that I went to school with, a lot of which did, who didn't like me or anything, but I could make them laugh. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. Found, I got Rocket Money. <laughs> I, I found one. It. I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God. 
it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period, it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I don't like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash inside. Do you know I had, <clears throat> I talked about it, but I, I had the same thing. When I was a little boy, I was the smallest kid. I was not popular, all this stuff. You guys, listeners, have heard this. But I finally did a play, and it was the first time anybody paid any attention to me. We're the same. We're the same any people. Any attention. <laughs> yeah. A popular kid walked down and said, the hallway the next day and said, you were really funny in that play. <laughs> yeah. And I, from that moment on, from a 16-year-old boy, 17-year-old boy, I said, not being me is what I'm going to be. We're the same. And I think that's why a lot of my depression, a lot of my anxiety throughout the years, and I'm, you know, 
Uh, I, I think it's because all of a sudden you get to a certain age and you have to spend more time with yourself. And I spent most of my time on sets and making people laugh and entertaining and being the clown. And but when the clown, yeah, yeah, and when the clown comes <laughs> home, you know what happens. So dealing with yourself, and I had like a midlife crisis, and I just I didn't know what to do with myself. And you know, all I could say is at least it's happening now. But you know, do you think you know who you are at this point at 79 years old? Do you feel like I know who I am? I know who John Glover is, or are you still kind of figuring who you are out now that you're spending more time by yourself? Well, what I'm trying to figure out is how to make the the days not so boring. I used to work all the time. People would say that, oh, oh you're always working. You're always working. And I was always working because I would take jobs. Sometimes I'd take jobs that they, my agents would say, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But but I yeah. I just wanted to, it was my play. So what can we get John to do to <laughs> fill these days? Get you him, know, get um, him an acting job. <laughs> there are movie theaters. There are, there's a lot of things to do in LA. There are parks. There are events. There are. Why don't you put yourself out there? You say you're going to do something three times a week, three three nights a week, and during the days, a few days, make a sort of a write down a list of things. My therapist told me to do this. Like fill your schedule with things. They don't. You don't have to pack it, but like have something. What's Monday? Oh, it's going to be another boring day. Well, what what can you do to change that? What can you do for Monday? What can you, where can you go? What can you experience? I mean, at 79, you've probably experienced quite a bit. <laughs> yes, I'm not going to get into Freddie Mercury. Again. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember having sex with Freddie Mercury, although you know you did. I mean, if I had sex with Nicole Kidman, I would go, I remember sex with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to get into that. I know that recently. I heard that you quit drinking wine. You're, you've been you've been hanging out with Paul Williams, mm -hmm. and you've been doing these cons and Batman stuff, and the great Paul Williams, um, who wrote so many great songs. You know, he wrote uh, the Carpenters. What, what he wrote that song? We've Mon only just begun. No Monday. Um, What's that one? Monday. Monday, Monday. No, I think that's Mamas oh. and the Pompas. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> uh, anyway, but you you supposedly you, you you quit did you quit drinking or you quit drinking wine and why did you do that because i found if i drank one glass uh it, it threw me off in so, a bad way yeah so i stopped and i thought okay i thought first i could d just drink one and then i just drank one and it was it, 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 it tilted me and you didn't like how you were acting? Did people ever say, hey, I don't like, you know, yep. how you act? They well, did. that's when I had too much. Because I used to, you know, go to dinner and have a, just keep, you know. A bottle of wine. A bottle of wine and then another bottle of wine. If, if there, and, yeah. Yeah. But, but the, it got so I could only, if I had one, it would, it would throw me off kilter. And I thought, well, can I, can I really do that stop and i and i don't miss it now are you that's good that you don't miss it but i but i remember there was a some i remember there was somebody else a guy in baltimore that used to be very very funny he was older than me but 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 he started uh when he would drink it, it changed who he was and i and i thought that's uh, that's happening to me now yeah. And I, I didn't like it. Here's what people don't understand. You alone are enough. 
You're just enough. You're, you have such a great personality and you're so much fun to be around. You don't need it. Especially you say it alters you. It makes you someone else. That's sort of, I don't need a lot of people said, Oh, remember when we got shit faced at that? I go, I wasn't drunk. I'm just fun. And I probably look like I'm drunk. Mm -hmm. I don't need it. I've never really loved alcohol, but it's good that you're aware of it and that you're like, you know, why do I need this? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I know that we've talked about this in the past. I know that you're a, a big Alzheimer's advocate and you do the walks. You did it for your dad who passed away from Alzheimer's. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's. My grandmother died of Alzheimer's. Now being like 79 years old, are you sort of obsessed or thinking, oh my God, what if I have Alzheimer's? Because every time I forget something, I'm like, oh, every, I, why don't I know this? Why, don't I, why, don't I, why can't I think about this? You just said this. Does it kind of like uh, weigh on you? Like I got to go to the doctor. I got to get a CAT scan or whatever the hell they do. I, I, yeah, it's, I, I, I wonder if, if it is a, yeah, I wonder about that. So, I, I mean, my memory's not as good as it used to be, like I say. So I don't know if it's going to get worse or, or, or if, if, uh, and then, uh, you know, the, if I got a play, it, you know, you usually have at least four weeks of rehearsal. So maybe I could get that you know, those four weeks in. No, I want to play a, I want to play Prospero before I go. That's a demanding role. Yeah, big, big. I did a staged uh, reading of it once with some people. So we, we read it, but we, but I didn't, so we didn't have to learn it. And I think, could I learn it now? I mean, is, is my mind that, that okay? Do you, would you, if somebody offered it to you, would you say yes, even out of fear? Yeah. You would do it even if you were like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. I, I, you would just take the chance? You know, if... if, if Is that I, scary to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, 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 uh, I, what I'd, what I'd hope to do if I, if I, you know, could find a place and uh, to do it and a good director who would... Worked with you. Yeah. Um, um, you know, Jack O'Brien is who, who I'd want, right? Because I've worked with him a lot and Shakespeare and stuff down in San Diego. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So, uh, but if if I had enough time to just, you know, if I just read it, read it every day, every day, every day, every day, you think every you could day, do it? I think I could. I think you could too, and I think it yeah. probably gets in your head because I haven't acted in a while. I haven't done this. Yeah. This is how we all feel. When I don't act for a while, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can learn these lines. I, it would take me forever. And you know what? It would. And then once it kind of, you got it in your memory, your, your mind, it's amazing how you train it. You train it by learning and learning and learning and memorizing. And when you don't, it slows down and goes back to like kind of the way it might've been or worse, mm. but it's, it's like anything else. It's a muscle. So I, you know, the fact that you have the bravery to be like, fuck yeah. I do it. It's amazing that you you take it because I would be chicken shit. I'd be like, no, <laughs> I want to start out with just a couple scenes, and uh, if I like that, and if I'm doing it, I'm managing. I'll work my way up. I'll build it. You're like going Prospero. I'm like Jesus Christ, John. But you've always had that that attitude since I've known you. You've always been one to take risks, to try things, to be creative, a good scene partner. I mean, I you know. Working with you, I, I think I improved 
substantially as an actor because I would learn my lines even more because I wanted to, in a way, impress you. I wanted to, I wanted you to almost like a father figure. Like I wanted you to be proud. I wanted you to, I wanted to show John Tony award winner, all these things. I wanted to, I wanted you to like me and respect me. And, 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 uh, I, I always put a lot of weight on that sort of thing just because just to make me better. And it, and it did. Um, but I guess you don't lose that. You still have that, that in you, you know? I hope so. Well, you do. You do. Do you want to just, do you, I think that maybe, you know, what would be good for you, maybe good for me. What if we just got into an acting class? Or what if we got into something fucking just to sharpen our skills and start working on scenes? And- I did that when I was here because when I moved out to California and I started making money, then I would take jobs and make money. But I, but I wasn't enjoying uh, the work. Yeah, and uh, and I and there was a teacher that I know a lot of people worked with out here, a man named Milton Katselis. Um And I thought I should go to him. And I, so I asked somebody at the gym one day that I knew that studied with him, can I go to a class and look at a class? And he asked Milton and Milton said, yeah, bring him, bring him, bring him. And so I studied with him. And, uh, and he said, Milton said to me one day, he said, you'd closed up shop. You'd stopped. It's like you, you weren't working anymore. So he got me back to, to enjoying the work again. So See, that's, so. What, that's interesting. Because I think it's the enjoyment I miss, but I don't look at it, anything as enjoyment in terms of you know, acting. Nothing really inspires me. So I wonder if I could bring back that element of like, do you, you remember in college or high school when you're just reading scenes with people mm-hmm. or you're just improvising mm-hmm. or you're playing games or tongue twisters and there was an element of fun. And my therapist told me, you have to do whatever you do, there has to be an element of fun in it or you're not going to enjoy it. So maybe that's also what i need maybe it's something getting a teacher like that goes let, let me bring the fun back he died oh that's Milton not fun. died that's yeah. not fun no what's up everyone it's reality steve your number one source for all things bachelor nation and reality tv every day i'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your bachelor nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars my name has been synonymous with spoilers but i'm so much more than that give me a listen the reality steve podcast part of the believe network just search b-l-e-a-v on youtube or wherever you listen what um what fun things did he bring back to you that he just I, I don't know i mean i started i did more scenes than anybody in the class cuz i mean i just i i started acting again i started working again and i and i was loving the work so but but yeah this not working and and this you know or this strike that we're on who knows? It puts you in a little bit of a lull. Yeah. So I I don't know where to go. But, you know, but it's but that uh, stage actors, we're, we're not, we can work. That's true. We? I mean, yeah. Stage actors can work. Yeah. I believe, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not part of the AMPTP, is it? I don't know. Uh, have you struck? 
<laughs> have no. you striked? No, no, no. You haven't. No, I don't. I want to work, but no, no. I mean, have you? Do you want to get out there and strike with your fellow SAG members, with other actors? Yeah, I understand it, but I haven't gone out. Would you? I yeah, I guess I should. Well, why don't we go one day? Okay, me and you, we just go strike for an okay. hour and then have lunch. All right, we could just strike and uh, support support the cause. Okay, I think we should. All right. Do you obviously this is a stupid question? Theater or film? If you had to choose, theater. Why is that? Well, that's where I started, and 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 when you're doing it, um, you you kind of know if it's right because you can feel the audience whether they're listening, whether they're laughing or not laughing, or whether they're weeping or not weeping. But but that's that's sort of where I learned in front of an audience. And that's sort of also the instant gratification, the yeah. immediate validation. Right, exactly. Do you go to therapy? Uh, yeah. You do? Yeah. You have a therapist? Yes. And what do you talk to him about? I don't know. Sometimes I don't feel like I don't know what else to say. Like the other day uh, we were talking, he said, you got 10 more minutes. I said, I don't know what to say. So he said, okay. And we stopped. So I think, well, may, I don't know. May, maybe I'm not being honest with myself. And there are things I need to talk about that we're not talking about. So I don't. But, but now with us talking, I, we do Tuesdays. So, so maybe next Tuesday I'll talk about some of this stuff. I think that's, I mean, right. that's, that's, it's, it's you being so honest and open. Like I said, I mean, before, it, people listening, a lot, they can people can understand they could it's just it's real it's real and it's you know it happens to all of us and we all have our demons and if like you know for so long i i wanted everybody to like me including my therapist <laughs> i don't want you to think there's anything wrong with me then why are you going to therapy <laughs> you know but ultimately you know you have to we have to dig deep i just had therapy right before you came and i started talking about disappointment and how much of a disappointment I think I've felt as a child that I was always disappointing everybody, my parents and people, and I just wasn't this, I wasn't that. And no matter how much you work on things, it carries, it stays with you. Even a part of it will always stay with you. That's what I call less than. When I said less than, that's, that's what I feel about myself a lot, but, less than. And exactly, me too. But, but you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel less than because look at everything you've achieved you have to and that's hard sometimes you're like i know i know i've had success i've had i've made money i've, I've worked with great people but i don't feel that and that's what therapy is for is to try and break through where you feel it you understand it you connect with it and you don't let it rule your life and you try to make changes that will um fulfill that void you know what i mean so i think that you deserve it I mean, as far, you know, you're a, you're a wonderful human being. There's not a more giving, lovable, talented guy out there. Um, and you deserve to be happy, even though, you know, you may not feel like, you know, you're trying to understand all these things. And look, I'm, I'm saying this because I feel the same thing. I, I, I struggle with it constantly. And um, but it's worth it. It's worth it to just say, you know, do you tell him I feel less than? Mm hmm. You do tell him that. Mm. And he says, why? I don't know what he says. <laughs> <laughs> well, get a new therapist. <laughs> I mean, that's what you need. Do you, uh, 
do you think about do you you know i i used to obsess about death do you obsess with it with death do you think about oh my god how many years do i have left or how many or does it not concern you yeah i just wonder how it's gonna happen well, yeah, I, ho- I hope it goes quick well of course yeah i don't want to suffer well here's but the I, thing if you, you know, su- I'm, I'm 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 i mean my next birthday i'll be 80 which right. seems sort of I've never been 80 before. That's, been, that's big. Yeah, yeah. That's a big number. Yeah. It's, you know, my grandfather lived till he was 95. He got Alzheimer's though at 90, but like his body and everything was like, if he didn't have Alzheimer's, he would have lived to a hundred and he had a good life. So I think what we do t- too is I, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I'm 40. I can't believe I'm 40. I'm so old. Then I'm 50. And I'm like, why was I fucking thinking that when I was 40? <laughs> Stop thinking about how old you live and live now. Yeah. There's no reason you can't start doing things that make you happier. There's the strike's going to be over. You will work again. You'll be doing those things. But in the meantime, now's a chance to work on you. Now's a chance to find out what makes you tick, what makes you sad, what may, what, what drives you, what holds you back. It's like work on all that. That should be your mission now. That's that's your work. Do that and try to fill your schedule with things to do. You know, go to New York more often. How often do you go to New York? I'm going next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day. After, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go after, see some shows? After Salt Lake City, I'm going to New York. And you're gonna go see some shows, I'm sure. Sure. And yeah. you love that. Yes. But when you're sitting there watching it, you're like, oh, I wanna do this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you, uh, do you feel like you're more critical as an actor watching other actors or are you, um, are you able to sit back and really just enjoy things? I remember there's this thing that when I was uh, doing a Lisbon Traviata, I was studying about uh, Kalas and she said, uh, you can learn from anybody, good or bad, good and bad. So, you know, I've tried to look at that and if there are you know some actors that are doing something that's not honest or truthful or whatever i i try to look at it and think well da 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 do 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 right yeah yeah so right so what he's doing is so you just learn from everyone yeah but you still enjoy shows you go to shows and you really enjoy them sure yeah is it like a whole night out do you and adam have a nice dinner you go see a show well sometimes yeah it depends. I mean, the, some stuff I, I see on my own, um, very rarely. Usually we, we look at those things together. Uh, but, uh, yeah. What about, what about shows here? What about Los Angeles? What about, there's so many shows they're doing here at the Pantages and things. Why do you go to more shows here? You know, I don't rightly know. And I, I should, <laughs> I'm glad I came here today. So, uh, yeah, we should go see some stuff here. I would go see a show with you. Yeah. I think that would be a blast. Yeah. That, doesn't that sound like fun? You're like, oh, what am I going to do this week? Well, I'm going to go see a show. I'm going to go have lunch with an old friend. I'm going to go to this park that I haven't been to. There's so many places that I haven't even been to. And I need to do these things, too. So, um, you know, you, I think sometimes we have to open up our eyes. And just and, and there's more to it than just what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times I'm in my house and I'm like, eh, okay, just interviewed John. I guess I'll take a nap. <laughs> I like naps. Do you nap? <clears throat> Sometimes. What time do you go to bed? Uh, r- around 10 or so. And you wake Not- up at 6. Yeah. That's a long day. That's a long day. Yeah, it is. 
That's it's hard to fill your days no matter what. I mean, look at Ryan over here. Don't ask him a question because he can't talk. But like, you know, you know, he he probably has days where he's just bored off his ass. And he's a lot younger than we are. Bastard. Son of a bitch. Do you do you uh you're known a lot is well in the film world, not so much in the theater world as being of like playing great villains. Do you love playing villains? Was there a time in your life you're like, well, I, I don't want to play the villain anymore. I don't want to play that bad guy. I don't want to. I want to play, you know, this. Or did you? How, how did how did you work with that? I don't know. Uh, what I Kale? What's the critic's name from the New Yorker? Uh, All I remember is Canby. Kale. Kale. She <laughs> called me in the in the New Yorker. She called me the prime rotter of the eighties. The prime rotter. rotter. Meaning okay. rotten characters? Yeah, yeah, villains, yeah. Prime rotter of the 80s. That's awesome. I know, it was awesome. Well, how could you, yeah. Yeah, but, but the villains move the play along. Yes, they yeah. do. They're so the they're, most they're interesting. The active, yeah, sure. They're the most interesting. Yeah. Uh, especially when there's subtext and there's uh, development in the character and oh, reasons sure. why the character is bad. All that stuff. You know, you used to play Lionel Luther and you always told me, and it just resonated throughout the, the run of the show for me, was that <clears throat> you have good intentions. You, I'm not, you're like, I, I'm not evil. I, I love my son. Yeah, because people, you know, the villains, they don't, I mean, nobody... Yeah, they don't think they're old, but see, but but they started writing. They they were going to make me a a, a villain when I, this when, you know though. when we started, yeah. and I thought, well, no, 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 and this was when I was studying with uh, with Milton when right. when when all that happened, and he and he would used to say, you're not going to get this all together. Just start sneaking this stuff in. So so that's what I started doing. Yeah, because I realized. No, this man is a father, and he's trying to make his son a better, stronger man. And uh, uh, and so and slowly, the writers started picking up on that. Yes, and and going with it. So I felt I felt I had a lot of power with them. I don't know if there's a character that we talk about more than you on the show, or how much your performance. Like we talk about Annette's performance a lot, but you, we always talk about on our other podcast how much you bring there's a there's a there's an episode well we'll bring that up later but there's there's just these moments where somehow you feel for lionel even though you hate him <laughs> he does these things to you or to people to other characters and then you're, you're, you're oh but but the way you play it it's so ambiguous it's so uh subtextual or whatever it's so uh just it's it's layered it's not just bad bad yeah. bad because it's easy to play that and how many roles do you see where a lot of times you're like oh that guy's just bad i saw this movie they remade fright night 2 i know i'm a big horror movie nut nut uh i have the poster tom holland signed it but they made <laughs> fright night 2 and i liked the movie but the thing i thought didn't work was the lead character that was originally played by Chris Sarandon, who we both love. Uh, Chris Sarandon played the next door neighbor, who was the villain, with such charm. <laughs> and you liked him. And, but he was so bad. He was, <laughs> he was the bad vampire. And in this one, they just, he was just bad. And it just wasn't, it didn't have near the impact. Mm. 
And so that shows you that a lot of times it's in the writing. If they would have written a scene or something showing that he wasn't, he was layered and you, charismatic, something. Right. And a lot of writers fail to do that. And the fact that they said they started catering towards that, um, that sort of gift that you brought the show. Um, you know, I've never done a character. It was set seven years because they, they killed me in, in, um, I killed you. Dude. Yeah, I know. And that was, I killed you. And I, and I talked to the writers. I said, listen, when you do write me off, let Lex kill me. Cause I figured that that would really be who you became. That was the thing that pushed me over the, no pun yeah. intended, pushed yeah. you out a window. Yeah, yeah. You, I did. you told them that. I asked them, I said, listen, when you kill me, let Lex do it. And then that, and they bought it. That was one, to, one of the most pinnacle moments of the show. To me, for my character anyway. For us. Yeah, both for of us. us. Yeah. And the look you gave me, it was almost like, I remember doing the scene with you. I remember, and I don't remember a lot, but we're standing there and I'm about to push you. And you just looked at me like letting go. <laughs> and when you're falling out the window, sorry for spoiler alerts for, for Ryan. <laughs> Did you know that happens? Yeah. Anyway, he, uh, you fall and just the look in your eye, it's almost like you're at peace with it. Like it's time. It was time. And this is the way I wanted to go. It was just, I don't know. It was enigmatic and, and, and heavy and, but you always brought that and it always like, cause I would get bored. I would do scenes with certain people or, you know, and it was like, Oh, I'm going to the bar. I'm getting another drink. I'm, I'm sitting at my desk. I'm getting knocked out. I'm you know, this, that, the love triangle. But when I saw that I had a scene with you, I knew it was going to be 10 times better than it was on the page because we were going to bring it. We were good together. We were good together. We were really good together. Yeah, we were. Mm -hmm. um, there was, yeah, there was an excitement. Did you enjoy, if you look back, do you think you really loved working on Smallville? Was it something that you go, you know, this was a... Uh, uh, many years of my life that I, I spent on this show and playing this character. It's probably one of the most well-known characters you played, right? Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. You loved it. And then, you know, then, then seven, I was gone. And then nine and 10, yeah. they made him a, just a villain. The, the writers were, they didn't, I was, so, I was so excited that when they said an alternate universe, that they were going to come up with some great stuff, but they just, played out and out stereotypical villains. So you didn't like that? No. Did you was, tell them? What are you going to say? Yeah. They, it was beyond them. They had, yeah. There was no imagination in that uh, yeah. alternate universe. Yeah. Well, at least you had seven good years. <laughs> yeah, Remember, I, you were- I had seven great years. I really were. I had a ball. It's the longest I've ever played one part. What was the second? Brimstone? Oh, they pulled the plug so fast on that show. Really? Yeah. Well, what was the second long? What other shows were you on for no, a long? No. This was the longest, because mostly you were filming in, in theater. I was what? Mostly you did film in theater. So you didn't do a lot of like TV uh, series where you were yeah. regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You played parts like you were in Law and Order, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. different parts. done many, many parts. But I've never spent seven years with the same character same character so it was one and it was wonderful because they were writing good stuff until yeah. nine and ten came <laughs> yeah that's why i left in seven 
when Alan Miles left and, you know, Kristen was leaving, uh, John Schneider was already dead. I'd already killed you. I'm like, there's nothing left for me. <laughs> there's nothing left for Lex to do here. You know, he doesn't have this antagonist anymore. He doesn't have the antagonist of John Schneider's character who always had a thing for Lex. It was just sort of, I need to move on. I need to move on. <laughs> and you moved. And it was funny because I remember they, um, the president of the studio took me to dinner and said, what will make you stay for another three years? I said, nothing. And he was so insulted. He goes, look at Julianne Margulies. I go, what? What about her? Well, what has she done since ER or whatever it was? And I go, uh, and now fast forward, she did The Good Wife and got awards and is making so much money. But he was just, you know, doing using whatever tactic he, he could to get me to stay. And then I said, well, you know, just make me an offer. And they offered me the same money. <laughs> Not a dime more. Is that how you get somebody to come back <laughs> yeah. for three years? You just say, hey, you're mowing my lawn, right? <laughs> I know you want to mow someone else's lawn, but you know, if you mow my lawn for three more years, I'm going to give you the same money. <laughs> I don't know if it's the best analogy, but you get what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, I said no. I said no on that. Um, this is awesome. I feel like this is just having a conversation, right? That's what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't think of what I was going to talk to you about. I just felt like I'm just going to talk to John when he's here. Uh -huh. We've gotten to therapy. We've gotten into your days. We've gotten into your, you know, getting older. Um, does does Adam, do you guys, you've been together so long since what, 80? 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. Do you call each other out on whatever? You don't even hesitate. You're like, John, you're being an asshole. John, this, Adam. You're being a dick. Do you, do you guys say that? Uh-huh. And you talk it out. Yep. We're How? learning sometimes, but we're, yeah. Well, we get, we're better. I mean, it's taken a while to, to really iron them out. But what, we, we yeah. get through them. What's the key to a, a good relationship or one that lasts 30 years? What do you think? Honesty, I guess. Do you think you weren't always honest in the beginning and throughout? You just, it sort of developed? Yeah. 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 Who is the best actor you ever worked with? Oh. The one that just sticks in your mind. You're like, this This is this is the best actor I've ever worked with. Besides me. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I I wanted... Uh, uh, it's almost that I did... And I chickened out, too. Geraldine Page had a company. She worked for a little company. Right. She made no money. But she did all these plays that she wanted to do, and they were they were with some replacements because I I worked with her in White Nights, yeah, um, and um, so I guess I could, it would be Geraldine Page because last night we watched uh, Sweet Bird of Youth. Have you ever seen her no. do that? Okay, you got to watch her do Sweet Bird of Youth sometime. She does the film of it, um, and she's just genius. But. Um, but uh, she offered me, uh, they, they, she wanted me to, when this one guy was leaving, to replace him. And I thought, I, I don't know if I could do it without a rehearsal period. So I made up a lie that I, I had another job and couldn't do it. When was this? It was, uh, it was years ago. Years ago? Yeah. You regret that? Uh, yeah, because I could have worked with her, you know, in a... You know, I mean, the when we did the movie, it was. I mean, I did. I I played 
we were in the same scenes together, but it wouldn't have been like really playing with her. Right. So, so I regret that I was chicken, that I didn't know. But, but I, it was because I, I didn't know if I could pick it up at, out of midair and without a rehearsal period. Um, yeah. Fear. And, fear got in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fear gets in the way. Sometimes I think fear is okay. Sometimes fear is telling yourself. Usually it's because, you know, you, you don't think you could do it and you should try to overcome that fear. But sometimes fear kind of tells you this is going to be a lot of work, a lot of stress. It's going to fucking kill you. It's going to be like exhausting mentally and physically. Do you want to do that? Do you want to feel like that? But no, I don't. So I'm not going to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I like to work so much that I probably would have done it. Right. But right, it right. was the, it was just the fact of, of, of going in, being thrown into it without a, a real rehearsal period. Right. But who's the best, the best actor you've worked with? You think Geraldine Page is the best actor based on the movie you did with her? Or is there someone else, whether you did a play when you won your Tonys, uh, someone you were like, this was one of the best actors I've ever worked with? I've, boy, I, I, I've worked with so many good actors, but I don't know, nothing rings as, as the, the most special one. Right. So I just a lot of good actors. Yeah. Have you worked with any actors that it was miserable to work with them? Yes. Where it just was not fun. Yes. Was Bill Murray one of them? No. Oh, okay. I just wanted. He was Scrooge. He was in Scrooge, right? Yeah. Oh no, he was great to work with. He was. Oh yeah. He. I mean, there was one one line that that after we was walking anyway. I couldn't figure the the line in the they wrote didn't make much sense or anything, but right after lunch, he just said, "I got it. This is it. Say this right." So right right when he was, I was walking him to the elevator, and uh, and I knew what the line was and everything, and just 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 as the elevator door was. Uh, closing <laughs> i threw the line at him and you could see him go like that so he was terrific i loved working with bill murray really oh yeah why does he have a reputation no I, well i you hear some stuff but he's one, one of the legendary you know actors but like you know some things came I, out and some some people have told me he's not the most pleasant person to work with oh i found he was great yeah great i like that who was an actor that i mean you don't have to throw maybe hopefully they've died <laughs> I'm not going to name anybody that I didn't like. <laughs> Is there someone who intimidated you? Uh, I uh, no, I can't think of anybody because I usually sort of know what I w- wanted to do. Yeah, w- with it, you know. Yeah, and I'm uh, alive to. I saw Geraldine Page in one of these plays that, at that little theater where she made no money just doing these things. And there was a moment she had, it was an Ibsen play. It was about the sun, I think. There's somebody gets syphilis or somebody. And there was this moment that she did with her son where you thought, I mean, she was trying to love him, but she sort of went like like something I, I I can't describe what it was, but yeah. it was something. It was something that was just so jarring. Whatever. And when uh, we were flying back from uh, when we were doing White Nights, we were flying back on the airplane together, and she was talking about you know Rip, her husband, and da da da, and this play and that play. And I said there was this moment with your son in the play, and she said, "Oh, 
that boy, he used to drive me crazy. I hated acting with him. And what I saw was, <laughs> was, was herself being, but, but it worked in the play. Being upset with him. Yeah. But, 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 but it worked. Uh, yeah, she used I, it. Yeah, yeah. She, she, I mean, she hated working with him and probably he said something that was like, blah, 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 blah something. And so and she was like, oh, yeah. She just took it, took it away. She was in the moment. I mean, did you, when you were younger, when you started doing plays, did you want to be famous? I, it was not fame. I wanted to be act, an actor. But you didn't care if you were famous. You just wanted to be an actor. Well, the famous part would be nice. But I mean, I mean, I, yeah. But, yeah. But that was not my... The, the, it wasn't your goal. My, my goal was to play, play parts, to be in plays. And but I think, I think that's partly true. I think that we, you know, like we talked about earlier, the validation you get. And like that feeling you get when people immediately respond to you and like you and validate you and the audience. I think that it comes with that. It's almost like I, I love this and I want to be great. And with that, I want to be famous and do all these big parts and people to know me. Did you want people to recognize you and know you and, and, and give you adoration? That, that's not bad. No, that's pretty good. <laughs> But it was it have to do with something where where uh, you know you get this adoration, you get this, and, and with that beca you become you get the fame, you get the fame, and you get you get both. If you're a good actor, if you're good enough, you'll be famous. And was there a point where you thought I should be more famous? I'm like you were had such an ego. Did you ever have such an ego where you're like I'm so good? I'm a Tony Award winner twice. I should be getting these bigger roles why am i not being considered for these blockbuster movies i only won one tony oh i was nominated for two oh yeah i only won one. Oh, okay so <laughs> but but were you but did you did you ever get thinking cocky where well, i think we've all thought I, that at, at once at one time i i thought i should get a press agent to you know to sort of yeah so i guess i did promote you and give yeah. you more than you yeah. more uh right but but i thought if it if I did, I could get maybe better jobs. Right. So, so I don't know what it was. Did you? But yeah. uh, but I do. Uh, I mean, I've written. Uh, oh, here's what it was. There, there's there's this uh, show that was uh, once upon a one more time. It was all the once upon a time. No, once upon a one more time. Oh, it was a musical with all of Britney. Uh, what was Spears? It? Spears is. Whoops! Did she do whoops. whoops? I did it again. Okay, so but it had nothing to do with that. It was a it, but that was a song in it. But a, the male song sang it. I had to get out of it because I, uh, I Adam was sick and I and he said I need you to take care of me. And it was going to open in Washington D.C. So I got out of the. Um, I had to quit the show. Oh. I decided to. It was a very decision, but it, but it was my partner my life partner mm -hmm. and he wanted didn't want to be separated because he needed me to take care of him yeah and uh uh and and i remember i i've uh, i i wrote a couple of uh uh like letters or, or whatever or somehow or found their emails and 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 uh complimented their performances and and I heard back from them. Oh my God! Coming from you, I think you're a wonderful actor. 
I mean, that's that to me makes me very happy. If other actors, it goes back to yeah. when I wouldn't take an acting class because I thought the other actors would would laugh at me or or not laugh at me if I was being <laughs> yeah. or would judge me. So right. so to hear it from a fellow actor, go, I, I'm so, this coming from you it makes me so happy. Yeah, I mean, it just that. That, your colleagues, your yeah. your peers. Yeah. That, when they, yeah, I, I feel the same way. All right. This is called Shit Talking with John Glover. It's rapid fire. These are from the top tier patrons. I love you. Go to patreon.com slash inside you. But I right. have to think fast? Rapid fire. You just have to answer fast. Oh, dear. But no, no, no. You don't have to be. You can answer it as slow as you want. Okay. All right. Nathan, <laughs> do you wish your Walking Dead character had become the Negan? Is that the character? Negan of the spinoff? Do you hope to one day have a role like Negan and be a visceral bad guy? You Negan? Wish... That was that the character I played? Negan? No, he was. Uh, 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 no, it was Bobby. No. Anyway. Oh no, no, I know what he's saying. He's saying like the Negan of the spinoff. Like Negan was a big role, and so do you want to be like the Negan of the spinoff? Did you oh, want see? Your... I didn't watch the show, yeah, so I didn't know yeah. what that. But is. do you wish the Walking Dead character had become uh, a lot bigger? Well, yeah, I, I think they. I, I was sad that they killed me off so soon. I, I thought there was a, a lot going that I, that they could have, yeah, I, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to stay on the show longer. David P. John, you're an amazing man. I have no questions, but just want to thank you for your amazing talent and sharing it with us. Well, who said that? Dave P. Who's Dave P.? He's my patron. Tell Dave you love him and thank you. Dave, I love you and thank you. Perfect. <laughs> Jen T., your partner is an incredible artist. Oh, Are I there any artistic hobbies outside of acting that you like to partake in during your free time well scarf making scarf making yes leanne if you could go back and give your younger self a piece of advice what would it be and why well if geraldine page wanted you to play with her i would play for with her now <laughs> <laughs> is she fun? yeah that's amazing michelle k out of all the amazing roles you've had the opportunity to play what one has stuck with you the most and why? And this could be your own thoughts of like, which which role that you're like, this was the role for me. This is the role that I loved, loved playing. This is the one that sticks with me. You know, I did this movie several marches ago. I, or It was in March, I remember. It's called The Home. It was uh, uh, James, De Mar Mar James DeMonico. Right. He, did you watch those Purge movies? Do you, are you aware no. of these Purge movies? I know them. Well, they scare the crap out of me. But he wrote this movie called The Home, and it takes about an old age home. And I was a resident of the home. But I also taught an act, and I was an off-Broadway actor, and I taught uh, a class, an acting class, to the other residents in the home. And... Um, and I thought I thought this part was I, I when I read the script, he offered it to me, and I read the script, and I thought, how does he know me so well? I, I mean, this guy. Wow. Is like, yeah, it's not. It's not been. They don't. They're looking for a distributor of it. It's called the Home. You've seen it? No, I've not seen it yet. But oh, I, 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 I want to see it now. Well, I want to see it now too. They said they'd get when I got to New York, they'd screen it for me so I could see it. Oh, good. Yeah, you got to let me know how that goes. I will. I will. You seem excited about it. I was. I was so excited about it. I even did a, a, a one scene where um, where I was naked, but butt naked. 
Really? Yeah. They don't show anything. I remember them saying, because um, they, they were talking about the way the scene was set up and the way the camera moved. And I heard the one woman was, two women cam cameramen, the, the camera operators and said, well, we, okay, no, the chair is hiding his penis, so we don't see his penis there. <laughs> Are you happy with your penis? Uh, well, it could be a little larger. Okay. All right. Raj, tell me about a recent time you felt worry free. When I was doing this part, I just told really? you about, yeah. That's when you just kind of... Well, because I felt it was me. Yeah. I, I, I thought, how does he know me so well? I, yeah. It was, and I had a great time work, waking, making, making that Rachel movie. D. Okay. John, I was fortunate to see you on Broadway in Nikolai and the others. Do you have any plans for future stage work? Is there a dream role you'd love to play on stage? Well, you said that already. Prospero. Prospero. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, Anybody out there want to make a, do a Tempest? <laughs> man, that's a tough play. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful though. So look, you have a lot to talk about with your therapist. <laughs> Thanks to you. Well, right. I have a lot to talk about with mine. It's it's just part of the you know. It's at least there's not so much a stigma, not as much of a stigma attached to therapy and you know being less than or feeling less than. It's like for so many years, it's just like you know. I felt like uh, I don't. I shouldn't. My dad doesn't go to therapy. He doesn't do this. He's a, <laughs> he must be a real man. And I'm like, no, dude. You want to become a better human being? Talk to someone. Get rid of your shit. You want to feel better uh, about yourself, and you deserve. You, we all deserve to, to, you know, to love each other and all that. But I, I love you. I do. Mutual. Seriously, I, I I love you, and I would be there for you in a second if you needed me. And I feel the same way about you. Well, You're my baby. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> this is always a pleasure, and uh, thanks for getting so personal and deep and honest with me. Thanks. Thank you, Michael. Michael. Well, I love you, Johnny Glover. You're a tremendous, tremendous talent, tremendous man. And um, I really, really appreciate you. So thanks for coming on again and supporting your boy. I love you. Why don't we uh, get into the top tiers? Let us do it. Top <laughs> tiers. These are the top tiers. They get their names shouted out in every episode. They support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash talkville or patreon.com slash inside of you uh become a member today become a patron today and uh, we love you without you guys i couldn't do this and a big shout out to my producer bryce who i love and and jason and ryan who's here couldn't do the show without you guys love you ryan are you good i'm good yeah i got up early this morning and, and i'm tired and, as and we, we're recording this in the late afternoon and we generally don't yeah and that's why we're tired yeah yeah it's hard to get through it but yeah. uh, it's uh it's fun when we know like, we have like a, like a, a good 11 a.m 10 a.m start yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. But today, yeah. And also, it's November. We're recording this on November 1st. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it, look, it's November has just started, and it feels like the end of the year already, and I'm sad, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm kind of happy that for the next two months, I don't have a ton of stuff to do. Yeah. Um, not for the most part. I hope everybody's healthy and happy. And uh, I also want to give one of my best friends, who I love and adore and is a big supporter of this podcast... Alex Fadovich, I want to give her all my love and I want you to give all your prayers because her, her papa passed away and um, she loved him dearly and he was an awesome, awesome man. I got to meet him a few times and he 
he was what an energy a ball of energy and alex i'm almost tearing up but i'm not going to do it uh i love you and i'm thinking about you and uh we'll help you get through this we will there's a lot of love um here are the top tier shout outs nancy d lee and Kristen, little lisa yukiko nancy d it was good to see you uh in orlando damn good yukiko jill e brian h i miss you brian we gotta go to a concert Nico P, I miss you. Robert B, I miss you. I'm going to just say it to everybody. Robert B, Jason W, Sophie M, Raj C, Joshua D, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Ashley Ryan, Mike E, L, Dan Supremo, 99 more. Santiago M, I got the statue. Chad W, Leanne P, Maddie S, Belinda N, Dave H, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray Harada, Tabitha T. Tom N, Talia M, Betsy D, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Brandy D, Joey M, Eugene and Leah. So good seeing you in DC and all the rest of you. Corey, Angela F, Mel S, Christine S, Eric H, Shane R, Andrew M, Amanda R, Jen B, Kevin E, Stephanie K, Jarrell, Jam and J, Leanne J, Luna R, Mike F, Stone H, Stay Wild, Moonchild. Brian L, Kendall L, Kara C, Jessica B, Kyle F, Marisol P, Kaylee J, Brian A, Ashley F, Mary Louise L, Romeo B, Frank B, Jen T, Nikki L. Did we say little Lisa? I don't see her name on here. April R, Randy S, Derek N, JDW, Oral P, Ginger Insomniac, Rachel D, Lorelai L, Melissa H, Nicholas W, Stephanie and Evan, Charlene A, Don G, do we not say Little Lisa? Little Lisa's in the three spot, as per usual. Was she? Yeah. Did she, I say that? I, not clean up today, but she's uh, batting third. Well, Little Lisa. Little Lisa, thanks for the shirt, too. Little Lisa. Thank you, everybody who sends me things. Some people send me things, and it's like, a stop. Stop sending me things. You're too nice, and you don't need to. I have enough stuff. You're so nice. Gosh. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Um, from the Hollywood Hills in Hollywood, California, I am Michael Rosenbaum. I'm Ryan Taz. Little wave to the camera. And, uh, be good to yourself, please. Just do it. Love yourself. It's the holidays coming up. It's important. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.